This episode of GKNF is brought to you by The Happiness Compass. The Happiness Compass is an organization that aims to provide everyone with the tools to be happier and more fulfilled by creating programs and initiatives that teach people skills around emotional intelligence, positive psychology, mindfulness, resilience, and physical well-being. Check out the many programs, social initiatives, products available, and upcoming events online at thehappinesscompass.life. darkest depths of space to fight crimes and talk about the subjects not many men dare to go. With faces only a blind mother could love, arms like a silverback gorilla, and more hair on their chest than something really, really hairy. Like really hairy. Prepare to be astounded and bedazzled by the wondrous voices of your two hosts, GKNF. Stand by for live broadcast. Good afternoon, Interweb. Welcome to GKNF, episode 25. Big time players make big time moves in big time games. <laughs> yes, look at you nice. revved up for the show. It's Friday afternoon, F. I am happy to be here. Mm-hmm. We're doing a duo guests, I guess. We've got semi regular Dave Smith. Young Dave Smith, welcome, Dave. Oh, hey, oh, And returning to the fold. The director, the co-creator of the Happiness Compass, Evan Sutter. We wanted to get him on before he went overseas. We scraped in over, I think, by like a half a day. Yeah, Maybe yeah just in time. It's good to be back. Dudes, how's it going? Bloody fantastic. Good to be here. I'm just enjoying my last little bit of sun before I dive into fall and winter. Where are you off to next, dude? San Francisco. It's a beautiful city, a lot happening, so I'm looking forward to it. Is that uh, a sort of get into the heart and the hub of sort of all that uh, sort of business, sort of tech stuff. and Yeah, kind of- yeah, um, it is. It's, it's so much going on. There's so many people doing things in the space of happiness and well-being, but also startups, entrepreneurs, just anything, artists, creatives. It's Do you have, it's do you have a, a plan when you go there or is it just land, rough, rough roadmap <clears throat> or are you sort of um, just going to... I've, I've been there a few times this year, so it's not too like mm. of a big dive into the unknown, but... um. Yeah, just continue what I've been doing here, just build more contacts and hopefully get some momentum going. And a bit of stuff has happened with that uh, since you come in last time. I think something just uh, just launched with uh, some, was it some reading and some book stuff? Yeah, yeah, we've got a new, um, it's like a happiness skills book. So it's like a book, like, like a lot of content, fresh content around different sort of steps towards happiness. And um, I just thought that... You know, with my last two books, a lot of people read the content, find it good, but then they just go back and keep on doing what they've always done and doesn't really make long-term change. So I just wanted to, you know, um, have a lot of practices, easy to do, a couple of minutes each day where you can actually implement stuff you, you've learnt and um, build skills around happiness. Because, you know, I realised, you know, before I went to the monastery and spent time there, I probably spent more time learning the skills of kicking a football than I do actually learning the skills to be happy. And I think that's like most people, yeah. right, We sort of... You don't really learn to be happy, and, and you can. It, it is a skill like anything else. So um, It's good having tools because when you say tools, it's something that you can apply. Mm. You know what I mean? It's accessible for everyone. I'm 100% one of those people that, um, like, I, I like those, uh, like the, uh, for self-help books. Mm. Um, I'm a sucker for a good, like, oh, motivational. Man, I love a good or, self-help like, group. Well, and especially last, I guess, what's well, it been a little while now, but... Um, I used to work in WA, so every month heading back, I would go through the airport and I would try and find a book. And I guess for those 
you know those those months away you'd want to stay try you know try to stay focused and try to stay motivated so i'd always go to the motivational or the business or whatever and i read and I'd, you'd get through the chapters and i go awesome i've got something to go away with now and i've got some things to apply and then i'd come home and i'd be like fuck i haven't had a beer for a month <laughs> i'm gonna have a beer yeah. and i've followed by seven beers after that and then the next <laughs> month i'd just be hanging out with friends and doing what i want and then i go to the airport and i go hmm geez i need another book <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, I like the uh, like I've been listening to a few like a uh, you know like whether it be Tony Robbins, I listen to his podcast called Entree Leadership, and they get some pretty cool people on who are who are of the same vein, you know, people who are want to share skills to you know whether it be happiness, but more mm. it's like efficiency in business. It's like mm. it's great that there's a platform for people to share things like that because I guess it, we're all kind of searching for something. Whether you're searching for the edge or you're searching to, you know, be happy, be mm. level-headed. Mm. But they, the books, that you, you need the books to, like, not give you... I think people look for those things and they want the answer yeah. in those things. Like, this, is, this is what you do and so, here's a roadmap to how you get there. Yeah. Which, oh, the, everything's got to be fucking individual, right? Doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Sure, like, sure, even with happiness... You, what makes you happy and I think you said this on the previous podcast what makes you happy what makes Dave happy what makes Far happy what makes me happy isn't different. isn't going to work yeah and it changes too but, from last month to, to this, next month to this month so how, does, how does that does that book touch on that or is it just more tools to yeah like, well anything you ever write or say you know it's about you know planting seeds to get people to look at things a little bit differently to think differently it's not saying you know yeah. advice Dude, or, don't you know, do this I'm in to no be position. happy yeah yeah no position to tell people what to do, you know. It's just hopefully you write something or say something that inspires them to think a little bit differently, and then it's up to them, really. Like, you know, everyone's their own creator of the choices they make and, and what they want to do. So, do you have yeah. like a like a guru, like someone who? I mean, you must. Have, you, you, I'm just someone like you, Ev. Like you can't. You must have some inspiration to get into it. You must have, you know, someone who someone who's readings or teaching. Because I know you, you mentioned your brother. And it's great because it's the is it the word monastic? Is that how you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you take these monastic teachings to apply to a real world, like it's pretty cool what you're doing. But do you have any? Like you must be inspired by someone who who's going taking this path that you're taking, where you're creating content to you know get out to the masses to you know to help people out. Like, do you have anyone that you think um, he's a gun? There was like a he's a monk and he's um actually been coined as like the world's happiest man. His name is Matteo Ricard. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, you mentioned yeah. that last time. And um, I read his book called Happiness, and that sort of, you know, it was never yeah. advice, just planting seeds. And I actually, you know, started, started thinking a little bit differently, looking at things a little bit differently. But um, him, Tignan Han, obviously, you know, spending three months there, I'd never read any books around those topics, really. Mm-hmm. Um, my genres have been totally different, and going there sort of awakened something a little bit different. Oh, that Tignan Han, I think. Uh, did he did he do something on some? I might have read some stuff of walking meditation and stuff like that as well. Was that? Yeah, he. Um, was, they actually had this premiere screening of a film if, in Australia um, a couple of nights ago in Sydney. So, um, his film called Walk with Me, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's mm. yeah, and well, that's and that's based. That's he. Yeah, like it's a documentary based on him and also like the community of monastics and shows them when they travel to America and do talks of like Oprah and Google and Facebook and it's, it's pretty cool. I mm. did this. Uh, this. Do you know those? Like, I went into like a YouTube hole the other day. Of, you know, you just start watch, watching stuff, and I think the I was, rabbit hole goes deep, my friend. <laughs> but I was watching like those, um, uh, like Gary, is it Gary Vuka, Jack, and Gary Tony v. Robbins, all those yeah. sort of those sort of people. And I come across this dude, and it was sort of 
he was off a bit of a different path and it was all more about sort of this uh, like called the fifth dimension where he reckons that's where you find uh, spirituality and happiness not necessarily God so use this this will work perfect for for uh, a medium that uh, relies on people listening because there's a bit of silence involved here <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they use he used this as an example of the word rock star right the rock star so say the word rock star but in in your in your mind like just say it Done. Done? Did you see my subtitle pop up? I did. <laughs> so that this is where it grabbed me on this one. Like, and it goes off deep, but that word you said, you obviously heard yourself, you heard heard it in volume, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there was, I don't know what voice it was. Like, you can you can make that voice, like, so you can make sound from not making sound. So you You could hear it, like right? Your inner... Your inner self, so you could then hear it. Rockstar said however it was said, yeah. however you said it, you're Rockstar. Mom's Whatever, like, rock star. Yeah. and then <laughs> and then he went and he went on this journey. So you could say, you could hear it, um, feel, it. and then he went through like the world's always taught in um, like two, like three dimensions. Obviously, back, forward, up, down, left, right. But the fifth dimension, where you're hearing all this stuff, there's something else out there that's that's there that's alive in you that's not pushing like like it's not searching for the go to work, go in a cubicle, do this. Like, there's mm. something alive in you that's looking for all this other stuff, whether it be... And I'm, this guy wasn't pushing a religious button or anything, but whether it be some spirituality, whether it be... Like, that, that whatever's inside you searching for happiness, not these tangible things or spirituality or... It's, it's just... Like, I mm. did that sort of thing and I heard, fuck, like, that's pretty crazy. Like, you can shut your eyes and you, I can see what that word looks like. I can... With, so I'm not seeing it. Hear it. I'm hearing it, but I'm not hearing it. I'm speaking it, and it's making a sound, but I'm not making a sound. So there's something sort of in you that's searching for more than, I guess, your tangible sort of go to work, sit in a cubicle. Um, so it was a deep YouTube friggin' rabbit hole, but I thought it there's, there's something deep. there's something sort of there about that. How do you interpret that, Ed? To be honest, I I don't really know what you're saying. It's just, it's, it's just, it's like the, it's like the fifth. So the, he's just saying it was like the fifth dimension of sort of not being. He was more yeah, sort more, of getting people involved in. Don't be so who you are sort of portraying yourself to be, or what yeah. you think you've yeah. got to do. Yeah. There's something mm. else sort of yeah. subconsciously inside you that is alive, alive that is searching for more than I guess sort of recreational you tangible you sort of this sort of stuff mm. so you've got to sort of feed that whether it be sort of I don't know what it is but meditate talked to them about sort of meditation and stuff along those lines it was pretty it was I just thought oh, it was pretty pretty mm. interesting sounds yeah. intense yeah he I will put a link up so you explain that heaps better than how <laughs> yeah. I did <laughs> yeah link that on the page I would <laughs> like to hear that I've heard yeah. um, people talk about you know you got your five senses but people talk mm. about a sixth sense of um which is connected to like your emotions as well because there's that inner like I, I think like what you're saying here that inner voice that inner monologue that also there's this inner feeling mm. you know it's the your thoughts kind of manifest in how you feel and you, you feel it down here you know when you're mm-hmm. when you're having a shitty day or when you're you know on top of the world like it's um it's interesting how you know you got your five senses but there's this other one that can really influence has have such a bigger influence on your life and is that i guess that inner voice how, how it's portrayed yeah to, like an intuition type yeah. thing yeah yeah man like um that's something that's 
I mean, I don't, I'm sure there's plenty of studies on that, but yeah, it's those intangible things. Mm. Yeah, like yeah, I was, I was what Geordie was saying. Like we sort of identify with what we see, feel, look at, but there's so much more there, you know. Yeah, that's it. There's mm. more out there than what you sort of you're seeing. Mm. It was just so it was an interesting uh, sort of little dude that was on sort of in, plugged into that whole um, motivational speaking sort of in the yeah. you know, YouTube your videos link through. Mm-hmm. It was just I thought that's pretty. But cool. even um, like the um, like your emotions and and kind of fostering that. Like I've been getting back into exercise this week. I've got me, uh, my dad and I have had our first gym session together turning 60 next month Beautiful. big shout out big fella but um <laughs> you know, getting getting into the gym and, and just even revisiting and then on the other days i've been going for a bit of a run and just how good does it feel after you work out it's such a magic when you're healthy 100 oh, <laughs> percent. But, but even if not you don't need to be healthy to feel the benefits like i like i'll tell you like i, I went for a run the other morning actually got another story <laughs> i told Jordy other but i went for a run and you know it's such a peaceful time it's like that, I, I, you know, some people prefer to work out in the afternoons. I like to do in the morning. And I went for this run and I ran on the top of, you know, this hill near where I live. There's a chair there and I just sat there and I sat there and I closed my eyes and I just tried to feel the wind and, and you know, just not think of anything and just feel dark. Just be present. And, yeah, man. It was, and I, after I was like, oh, and I, I didn't <laughs> run home. I actually floated home. I levitated home. <laughs> it's amazing how much... Um, like being active though changes your your mindset and changes like when you're um like amanda told like i had a spell where i wasn't uh working out training or whatever just and just making poor choices and stuff and i'd come home and it was winter as well so you sort of leave in the dark come home in the dark and i was just i'd walk in i'd have my bag and just drop your bag and go hey how you going what's going on and I said, um, yeah, yeah, you just kind of, <laughs> and um, I, was, I, was, I said, oh, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. She said, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then it actually came, I was like, no, nah, I don't think, I'm. no, she goes, you need to go because you, your whole, like your whole attitude is shit right now. And I was like, all right. I went to the gym, come home, come home. And I was singing Frank Sinatra, like, come fly with me. Come. She's it's like, re- oh, geez, you're different. It's a release of like dopamines and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that what sort of- and I think it's, yeah, it's also just about being engaged in different things and being interested, you know, like, I think that's super powerful. You know, I think what's pretty cool is hanging out with the old man and, and doing that stuff at that age. I think part of it, the great benefits is just being engaged and the yeah. relationships and, yeah. you know, well, yeah, engage yeah. with other activities and yeah. other people, and yeah, just being doing, doing different stuff. things and being interested and yeah. got things, few things. There's something magic about hanging out with people and getting on. Mm. Like you talk about a fifth sense or something. Like even sitting around this this circle, there's this other presence in the room that you know. Obviously, maybe I'm just saying this because we're not we normally have three, but you know, there's looking at three of you, and we're all kind of tapped into this mm. thing. Is there's something really cool about mm. you know tapping into a collective of people, whether it be you know a group online or whatever it may be but yeah mm. there is an untangible thing that I I'll, I'll get Jody to explain it for me <laughs> <laughs> if with um with what you do is a lot like just talking about exercise and, and being active and stuff like that like do you connect a lot of what you do with that like it's a whole I guess not you know step one to, I guess for the happiness compass and to be happy and to follow that sort of thing like you've got your your lists of, and tools and things to mm. apply like is being I guess active part of that whole yeah of course yeah like process, in this or new it... workbook we've got like different things around because obviously it's all encompassing you know there's so many different yeah. sort of you know facets of happiness right and phys- physical health is one of them and you know 
you know, happy people do have better physical health too. So it's which, you know, which comes first, you know, at the same time. Yeah. So um, it's important to have all those bases covered. And, yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, the big thing is about physical exercise. It's also the other stuff around it, like the engagement, the people you spend time with, the, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. What's even Jordy's talking about the hormones that run through your body? Yeah. Even like even you get to to this age, not that we're really that old, but even like a, a sex drive and maintaining that, and mm. you know, it's the whole the whole gamut of being healthy. Well, that's mm. that's on mm. your testosterone level. So you, you're training, right? You're potentially losing excess body fat. At, males in their thirties have a decline in producing natural testosterone when they're holding excess body fat. That's a testosterone inhibitor too. So you're getting that a bit of extra sort of obviously testosterone. Then you're releasing dopamine. And I think there's a study done on people, they're doing uh, taking people off antidepressants and subscribing a rigorous exercise sort of thing. So they're, yeah. Shit, yeah. And they're, mm. they're seeing the benefits of, of that sort of across the rest of the board. So it's, yeah, that whole, whole thing of being happier. It's probably if you're happy, you probably exercise. Like you were yeah. saying, yeah, what yeah. comes first? But then, obviously, the benefits from that make you potentially whether it's happier or healthier. Your sex drive potentially through the roof. Compared, yeah. you're starting to feel probably a bit more vigorous and vibrant, like you did when and you were in the twenties. Yeah. Better yeah. relationships, but better work, better relationship. Yeah. You probably yeah. have, you can't take a pill for that. You mm. can't take a, take a table or get an injection to have a better relationship. Mm. That's something. Nah. That's, you have to work on that. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. and but, you get better at it when you get older. As long as you're not stubborn. Do you? <laughs> Do you reckon? I don't know. Get better at relationships? Yeah. Oh, you can, oh, I don't know if you... Probably, but you... Maybe through the lens of wisdom. You, you probably sort of can see the trigger points quicker mm-hmm. when they're coming up, maybe, of if you're going to have a fight with your partner or your... Yeah, you compromise. You, yeah, something. so you probably can notice that. I, I think you're still going to make... Oh, you probably do get better when you're older. You're not going to make as many shitty decisions. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, um... Yeah, and you also learn a lot about the other people too, so you learn to, you know, what oh, works best for that. Man, that's, I think that's, I've, and I've said this before, like that's my, with my wife, I think now she, what would have started a fight, but or a fight or made her angry or uncomfortable when we, you know, 10 years ago, sort of, she's, I think she knows who I am and it's just like, oh, that's just, and this doesn't give me the free pass to be a dick or anything, but I like, <clears throat> I'm, why am I getting angry at that? That's who he is as a person, mm. I know that. If I do that, I know this is going to potentially upset her. I don't know what it is. Mm. It's more just stuff that's not I, I don't see as an issue. So she's sort of can brush not brush off now, but she knows who I am. So I knows it's not. There's just move on. Ten, five seconds. It's going to yeah. be sort of normal conversation. Whether it's even something as simple as you know, you might walk through the door and someone might go, "Hey," and you go, eh. mm. you know, yeah. not not acknowledge it. Yeah, that could be seen as rude, but. You know, it might be some person might walk through the door and they need to put their bag down and go and, you know, splash, you know, splash some water on their face and they come out and they're yeah. sweet. So just wait yeah, to yeah. that rather than fire off. Yeah, yeah. I agree. There's certain things that I think you sort of, I guess, probably not, you probably don't get better at relationships um, unless you, I guess, unless you're studying that, but you probably get better within your own relationship, you know, and as Geordie said, like you sort of, you understand the person better so it's just more more time on the job i guess yeah. you know you sort of understand that person and what they need and then you become uh, a little bit more in tune to what they need so therefore you sort of 
I guess you have a, a better balance. That, yeah. You know, it's like deposits and withdrawals. Yeah. Like as long as you keep depositing more in there and yeah. and giving and supporting and and being there, other than doing it the other way. Yeah. And, you know, all take take take. Yeah. You got stuff in the bank. Yeah. yeah. You got <clears throat> relationship in the bank. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing we're talking about, like getting older and relationships and stuff like that, and talking about physical health. And um, I see a lot in like older people, like sixty plus. That's why it's really cool. You're doing some movement and stuff with your old man, like. You know, they've been working for 40 years and they sort of losing their zest for life and their interests. Mm. And, you know, it's all been about family and kids and work. And, you know, I don't know if you see it as a common mm. thing, but I see a lot of 65 plus people like really struggling because they've, you know, they've finished work or something like that and they've got a lack of interest. And then it sort of ripples yeah. onto so many different other mm. areas of life, you know. I've, and I've, is it like a purpose? Like you spent this whole year, I've been the father, I've been the provider, I've, I've crafted this, this career. And you know, and and with my dad as well, he's been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease mm. as well. Oh wow! So it's um a big part of what he needs to do at this age is keep using your body. Mm, you need yeah. to stay active because it's like you, not lose it. You, what am I trying to use say? Use it or lose yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. You're trying to say. Prob- I'm but not a doctor, so that's probably not the correct terminology. <laughs> I think I'm that's what doctor. he said on the and <laughs> what his medicine thing. Use it or lose, lose it. it. But, but yeah, so that's a that's a, a bit of a driver as well. Like to you know stay active. Stay, and, yeah. and I, but how cool is it at sixty? I'm going to do something new. Never mm. been to the gym in my life. Yeah, let's give this a go. How rad is that? Like yeah, that's cool. Did he like going in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I no, think that's a cool. thing too. They stop trying new things when you get to a certain age. You, you do. Well, do it all the time. You, know? yeah, stuck you, in must, you must get to an age where you go, oh, if I haven't done that yet, I'm too old to start something mm-hmm. new. I'm too old to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Or something that actually exists. <laughs> I do that now though. Like I, at, at 30 or 31 in a couple of weeks or yeah. I, I even still think like I go oh, should I take that up or should I try that because oh, I've, I've literally got like a massive spread of hobbies like I, I love sort of doing a lot of things but like anything new like or study or whatever I think oh, I'm 31 it's going to take a couple of years before you sort of and then you start doing the math and it's like mate you're 31 like why wouldn't you do it sort of, yeah. yeah not 31's you know? not the end yeah yeah it's like 31's just like mm, you, you, mate you're yeah, past I, it. I watched a doco Last week on Centenarians, they did a little doco on free people who lived over 100. So it was like 103, 105, 102. It was pretty fascinating. So wow. technically for you, you haven't even started. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Maybe, shut up. Oh, so this doco was on people that <laughs> lived over the age of 100. Yeah. So they just like asked some questions about how they live their life, their lifestyles. And they actually was... They were all living life pretty well. They were happy. They were inspired. And were they all from like a, a certain <clears throat> part of the world? Or well, this, these was three it, people was all based in the UK. Yeah. So, oh, um, right. Yeah. 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 And um, it was interesting. I think the biggest thing was they were really engaged in life. They had a lot of interests, a lot of passions. They they seemed to like find you know something meaningful of fulfilling in simple things. You know. Yeah. They weren't like chasing after all these big things. They were, you know, he was. You know, one person said, you know, I'm really happy with memories. I can smile all day thinking about the good times and that was enough for them to keep on going, you know. Yeah. And really, like, we've all got so many cool conditions right now to be happy and to be satisfied and fulfilled, Mm -hmm. but we always find the negatives. So, And I think that's why they've got to so long because they've been able to just be really content. Is there something in that, finding the negatives? Is it easier to find a a negative? Is that why? We're programmed to find the negative. That's what we do. I was talking to my wife Mm. last night and, you know, we're having a bit of a chat and it kind of felt a bit negative and I said, can you imagine the conversation of us 10 years ago saying like how much we wish we were right here, Mm. beautiful daughter, you know, we're we're so lucky and it's like, 
Oh, so you say so your grass is always green in conversation? Is that where you're going? Like, um, yeah, not, well, what? I don't know. Oh, well, what? No, just with work and, and yeah. complain about blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. Mm. But, like, wow, how I'm so. Wait a second. Remember us 10 years ago? Like, this is what we're going for. We, mm. this, this is the stuff that we were going. How good would it be when we finally did this and could sit out the back and have a wine and yeah. daylight savings? Yeah, yeah. And but then we're here. It's like, whoa, what? What, what happened? Yeah, mm. let's, let's, re, let's refocus. So you've done there, you got there, and then you're complaining about something, and you go, you need like a little little reality check and you go actually we're here we're doing well we've yeah. got a daughter mm. we've got good jobs blah 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 like- yeah, and it's always thinking about the future we've got our goal you know we, we there's this place where we want to go and with our life in you know five or so years and it's always focusing there is that mm. and that's and then you're never living in the now would yeah. you say that that's a big thing do you reckon a lot of people never all, appreciating the now? Yeah, yeah. That, do you reckon a lot of people do that? They always think set themselves. The majority of people are always either looking at yesterday or a little what's happening tomorrow. You know, it's it's very difficult. You know, and there's a, what's a, there's got to be a trick to that because you obviously for, to a certain extent maybe you don't have to you do have to sort of pre pre or pre plan or have a sort of rough guideline. Mm. But how do you then? There must be because obviously I've got, I've got the two tricks. I've got two yeah. tricks I do every day. So I, there's one that's scientifically proven to boost your happiness because as we're talking about, we always naturally search for the negative. So each night you write down three things that went well and why and you always have to do three. Yeah. And three things that went well, why? They can be very simple things like I caught up some friends on, on the podcast or you know, I had a great conversation with my wife, you know, mm. and you get used to coming up with three good things instead of 25 bad things mm. and you write why. It's important to write why because, mm-hmm. you know, I value my relationships and I value good time with old friends yeah, yeah. and and. Every morning I write five, I do a little gratitude diary. So I write five things I'm grateful for. Straight away it boosts you for the day and it gets you, you know, is that, building up the habits of being positive rather and, than negative. And is yeah. that like that little trick? Like if you start the day, obviously that's what you do as soon as you get up. Mm. If you start the day, happy. It was like that uh, guy that did the leaving speech for Harvard. He was that army guy and he said, oh, first, that was awesome. make, first make thing in the morning is get up and make your bed. Mm. Not because. It's uh, like a, you have to not because you have to, but it's a it's an achievement. It's the first thing you've achieved in the day, and then your day rolls on, and yeah. you, momentum, you've, momentum, mm. yeah, and you've already hit an achievement straight up. So if you, yeah. I guess, same thing if you're putting down, I'm grateful for you know whatever it might be, your, yeah, your family, your, you know, living in a beautiful country that yeah. you know that you know got a a bed, bed food, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. it might and be. And you get used to that. The more the more yeah. often you you like make you it cultivate it, yeah. yeah. So mm. that's the first trick. What was your second? You had a second one too? Or yeah, that, that was the, both well, the first well one and then the, the gratitude one. diary. Yeah, yeah. So two simple things. Very simple. Very Sometimes like, um, you know, we're talking about how, you know, the older people who are the centen- centenarians. Centenarians. That's yeah. awesome. I'm going to drop that mm. out of context <laughs> when I'm ordering McDonald's. <laughs> well, when you no, centenarian. Um, <laughs> no, but, but, uh, but it's like uh, recently I've just, you know, it's taking on new skills. You know, they were saying they had something that they're engaged with. Mm. So just recently I've started, I've, I've looked up a new skill and it's looking after my lawn. Oh, <laughs> and it's, you know, aerating and, and doing the, uh, that. The lawn out of the front's going well. Yes. That, that, I was just fishing for a compliment. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, but, the test is in the next two months when the other heat starts burning. Down. <laughs> I know, yeah. that's right. Mm. But, um, but, you know, it's like when you take on a new thing, and Dave mentioned it before, like sometimes we take it on, we want to master it. You know, well, why do, why should I take that? You know, there's so many people who are better than that. It's like, and I normally I'm normally like that when I take something. Oh, Stony Joe, I want to be the best. I'm going to be the best, and, and I'm going to fake. But taking on this new skill, it's like, I, I, there's none of that. Actually, no, no, there's a little bit. I want to compete with my neighbours, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's not a big driver. <laughs> but, but what it is, it's like even taking on the new skill. I've 
I thoroughly enjoyed like looking up videos and mm. and understanding. I've asked questions. I asked people to come around and give me advice. And and you know, in the simple thing, I handpicked every bit of clover out of my lawn. <laughs> it was such an amazing. Like it was so. You talk about mind- mm. mindfulness. That was. It was just had this time before I walk in the house. I was in my work clothes and I just just pull out a little bit each night and it was so relaxing. There's um I think Sally's make a clover killer. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just when spray. Pull, when again, mine from this killers. <laughs> when you pull out clovers, do the, is that weed though? Does it come back? I don't know. I'm just interested for my for own lawn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like guess. usually it will come back if you don't like it will come if it's dry or if you don't mow it. So the clover will come back. But if you have got big patches, you can like I've done it before you. You know, for all the green thumbs out there, shout out. <laughs> but I've killed them and it kills the grass as well and um, because there have been big patches. But, yeah, anyway. But that's for the Sunday lawn segment that we'll put up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bonus material. <laughs> have you got heaps of stuff to do, Ev, before you go overseas? Like, if you're making a big move to San Francisco, um, you're, you're saying you're going for a, uh unsort of planned amount of time. It could be... Um, I'm going and to give it a crack. I could be homeless in three months or the opposite. Which is the most, there's most homeless people in the world in San Fran, isn't it? It's actually pretty crazy. Isn't it? They, it's actually probably more I've ever seen in, you know, in any major city in the world, like in, in it, the wet, it's modern Western caused, world. I know I heard it was because the temperature doesn't change much all year round. It's pretty consistent. I heard because there's, it's a, they're a lot different. I lived in New York for a year and a lot of the homeless are there but just because they don't have enough money and different financial reasons. But in San Francisco, the homeless are very, very different. They're, um, they're all a little bit crazy and everyone thinks it's a, you know, it's a thing from the 70s when I was a big drug scene. So I'm the leftover from the 70s. From that. that's, that's what many people think. Isn't so. San Fran turning into like a, it's such a, a broad distribution of wealth because there's a lot of tech money that's come in mm. and, you know, the uh, property market's shooting up as well. So it's like it's a, literally a, a familiar scene of people stepping over homeless people to get mm. in bloody Lamborghinis it's, and shit. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. There's homeless everywhere. You walk five metres from the main financial district and there was a dude shooting up heroin on the main street in front wow. of tourists and bloody it's... Hell. um. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Do you, is there, is there one, one of you, do you like the city itself though? To the city's see, great. Like, you know, that's just obviously one yeah, part oh, well, of it. But like, yeah. but ever if you if you want to go to Skid Row in any city or something, oh, you're yeah. going to find that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of, but in this one, you're saying it's five minutes from the main district. But is it's a pretty cool place to? I've been to San Fran for like maybe three days. Mm-hmm. I reckon. There's a lot we going actually on. We went together. Oh, we, well, I've been to... Th- yeah, we did once as well. <laughs> mm. I've been twice then. It's very like, you know, you go 10 minutes out of the city hiking in the middle of the wilderness and there's good surf and there's the ocean and then you've got the tech side and then you've got the culture and the arts and so it's, there's so many different things that cater to different needs. So the the aim is to build, um, build on the happiness compass heading mm. over there and just spend, uh, you know... Uh, whatever it is, a year, two years, whatever, just building on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got like, some of the team here in Sydney and we'll go um, over to San Fran and um, I built a, you know, when I was there recently in five weeks, I probably built more solid contacts there than 12 months in Sydney. It's just a different place in terms of people doing things and in, in that space. So, Is it a in culture that- of like, um, a, like a, it's more a bigger part of the culture in San Francisco to create these kind of um, similar <clears throat> NGO like organisations like your own? Is it like a bit more kind of prevalent over there? Uh, yeah, well, there's just, and there's so much more support. There's such a big network if you're doing some something that someone who's done it just before you, so it's a lot more easier. And How, how big is that, the happiness space? Is that what it, what it would be called, the happiness, the space uh, of... I think you just be called it, you know, 
health, health and well being. Um, yeah. Fall obviously in that sort of mm. and just and just startups and business and entrepreneurs yeah, yeah. in general. Then there's so much happening. So what's your what, what's your end goal sort of thing? So you, I mean, what what warrants you to be to go over there, make that a successful trip? You're heading over to San Fran. What are you? You go over there, build the the happiness compass, or build your contacts and content and all that sort of stuff, and then where do you go from there? You sort of um, to be honest, I'm not too sure. Like success, it's a funny word, you know. I don't like I don't, like I don't know if success yeah, would be um, it's very subjective. Isn't yeah, it? like yeah. Um, if you ever starts making money or whether it's I don't think that's success at all. I think it's um, whether you can just start an a adventure a- and an experience, and um, if I can maybe you know affect someone's life or get involved and create something that does make a bit of a change or a shift yep. and that's that's probably more important would you jump on board with um with some other guys over there or other companies and yeah we've um get involved and well, and try and sort of get in that way and yeah we've actually got a new initiative that i think would be perfect over there we're creating this thing called it's around happy companies so um, the surest way to make change in the world is how we spend our money. Yeah. So if we spend money with companies that are doing good and companies that are like the happy ones that are doing great for the community and you know um, the environment socially and, and for their employees, then obviously it has a ripple effect to every corner. So I'm really pushing this new initiative over there. So um, hopefully get some really good companies on board. I've, got, I've been talking to Patagonia, which is probably, awesome. what, in my opinion, the best business on the planet in terms of ethics and values and what they stand for. Yeah, so, what a Patagonia. Do. Um, clothing. clothing and yeah. mm-hmm. like adventure clothing and mm. yeah. oh, okay in um mm. California they're huge in the states yeah, yeah. right through so if, um one of my favorite books and you talked before about people who sort of inspire me mm-hmm. Yvonne Chouinard the founder of Patagonia mm-hmm. if anyone gets a chance to look him up he's one of the coolest dudes yeah around his um what's, he, what's his game he's um everything he's done has been just done for passion and love and he's created this billion dollar business and he's still even today he um chooses things that are better for the environment or ethically rather than making money so yeah. he started he was a rock climber and he had these pittons that were dam- damaging the rock face and he said i want my grandkids to be climbing this mountain in a hundred years <clears throat> so he said i'm going to start making some pittons that don't wreck this rock face and that's how it all started and evolved even more recently he created a wetsuit out of seaweed and most companies like billabong <laughs> or quicksilver would patent it and not let anyone use it he offered it up to all the other anyone, companies yeah, so you could say yes let's all do this together okay, let's all Elon save Musk. the environment so it's never been about money. He was the first person to do in in work childcare, all these things. He's got let most people go surfing days. If the surf's good, go out surfing. That's awesome. Man, I want to work with this rock climbing. I, I, yeah. I read that somewhere. It could have, could have potentially years ago. Could have potentially been this company was just around that surfing days. And he reckons if you give your uh, I, this wasn't the purpose of this article I read, but he said, oh, if you give your staff the freedom to go surfing. <clears throat> When the waves are good, like one, you're gonna have happier sort of staff. But two, he goes, you're gonna have less people sort of bunking on work and having mm. sickies to go and do that because they know they can. And then because you're letting them do that, I think they have a sort of I don't know if it was this company, but they have a like they feel like they owe you a bit more because mm. you're giving them them mm. a bit yeah, of freedom. 100%. Like you think of what you like if your uh, if your employment allows you to have flexible working hours, you're more inclined to work better for them because you go well i just took a day off to have a round of golf with me mates or i just took the arvo off because i can or you know go surfing or whatever you go in the next day and you go i've got to get this done because Mm -hmm. yesterday i was out surfing so today got to get this done that's got to get knocked off the list like you're not going to forever just mate i'm taking another surfing day 
Mate, that's three days in a row. Like <laughs> the waves you get good. fired. But I mean, like that's the thing. If you can, if you can, if you know you've got that there, yeah. um, and your boss is like, yeah, mate, if it, if it's good or if you need to take a bit of leave or whatever, you you're more inclined 100 mm. percent to to be able to to go in the next day and go right. I need to smash out a whole day's work mm. because yesterday I was fortunate enough to be to be doing whatever I wanted. It's interesting, you know. You you think of like industrial meth, uh, modes of business, you know, where you got to come in. Here's the, the product, and you know we just need you to create this. You know, but what what's happening now? There, there's a shift in these systems where it is. You know, the skills that are more sought after are creativity. And it's mm. hard to be create creative if you're under the pump. It's hard to solve problems when you're constantly, you know, distracted by you know life. Like it's cool hearing about yeah. And but even what you're talking about, how like work is a bit more like decentralized, where you, you don't need to come into this traditional offices. You know, I look at GK; he can work anywhere. He can work from home. He can work, he can just drive down to the park and connect to a, to his computer and mm. um, connect his phone and, and start working from there. Like it's 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 interesting. It's good that you know you're, we're exploring these new kind of yeah. There's models. a big shift happening. So. Mm-hmm. There's, there's massive shift in work in the workspace of not sort of plus you then you save on the commute and all that sort of crap too oh, like big time. if you've got if everyone's if you use Sydney as a prime example majority of people live out west they got to commute to the city which is an hour you got more traffic on the road you lose it what four hours of your day traveling which is probably getting you more stressed say when you're there so if you're working if you got the flexibility to work from or remotely I guess it's sort of the pro- productivity sort of increases the traffic on the road sort of dies down mm. so the productivity of society increases mm. it's a it's not then flow and effect less yeah, less bloody massive. car accidents less pollution mm-hmm. um just a happier happier place mm. <laughs> that's what I, I read this article about um people being creative and having um a, a, like a certain level of self-efficacy and and that means like being being confident in able to achieving something so it's like if people had a greater degree of being feeling creative and creativity of like solving problems, taking risks, and 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 feeling confident that you can make change in what you apply your mind to, it's like I wonder how many people would would still change their current career. Like, well, that's a, that's a, is that the sort of similar question of if money was not an option, would you be doing what you're doing or whatever it might be? Yeah, like is so, it money that keeps you doing this that 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 makes you scared to take that risk? You know, because you, you've got shit, you've got this mortgage, mm. you've got a car you're paying off, you want to go on, you know, like, I, I, I find that interesting, you know, if you were, more, if you felt creative, and it's just a confidence, everyone yeah. can be creative. But somewhere along the way, like in the education system, don't we kill creativity a bit, you know? You yeah. sort of zap it. Is that because you, yeah, 100%, and you're, you, you know, obviously, like from growing up, like, do you, you got a curriculum, so you you stuck to the curriculum, obviously, and yeah. that zaps you. Create that's that. Mm. You, this is this is the only way of thinking. Yeah. You can only get one answer. Yeah, and they trying to do something sort of similar in sort of with mathematics now. Like it's not a matter of the answer, but it's how you sort of not. It's not even show you working to get to the answer, but it's sort of how you can apply it how you can world. apply it into the real world. And uh, like, how did you get to that? Uh, that's so that thinking was. Like the, uh, I guess the goal of this exercise, not the answer. Like, how did you critically mm. sort of? How were you critically mm. thinking? I dropped out of maths. <laughs> <laughs> I was the shittest at it. I was no numbers were definitely not my thing. I was more into words. But it's funny, mm. like um, you know, but there is a shift to cr- try and instill more creativity mm. in schools. Yet the way they measure the success of schools is still, you know, with yeah. something like NAPLAN or like the mm. HSC. 
which is, you know, you've got to achieve this to do that. Shit's got to be measured, though, surely. Do you not think? Yeah. That um, everything has to, not maybe not everything. I know, but some schools don't have any grades at all, and they seem to have... No grades at all. Because because of, free how can you measure with, creativity, but, like... How'd you, I'm a Again, 7 out of 10 creative. Yeah. What did you get in sort of music? Isn't that a creative thing? Yeah, but like is, maths is creativity as well. Like if yeah. you're solving problems, like thinking yeah, outside the box. I don't know. Certainly, um, you know, there's a big push for tech in schools and for young people, but I think the skills that young people will flourish more in life are creativity, imagination. Those, mm. you know, those are the things we should... How, how, do, you, you know? how do you foster that sort of stuff? Do you... What, what would you reckon? What's the best way to foster that within schools? Like, is there... Um, we give kids a lot more free time to let them, you know, be creative in their own space. Even, like, but, less yeah. time looking at your phone. Mm, yeah. For a kid growing more up. More tech-free zones. and Yeah. yeah. That's going to be hard. One. That Like what you said, that's going to be so hard. And I was thinking about that the other day. Um, like, now they're, you're pretty much born with one, aren't you? Like, with a phone. Yeah, what's it like now for young kids? Dude, When's my, kids yeah. getting phones my these kids, days? No, I won't let what's my kids age? have a phone, but both of my kids... Can operate the iPad and the mm. iPhone. Like we will yeah. hide away, but they know how to get into it, go through apps, yeah. mm. do this, open the camera, take photos. My nephews are so, the same. It's like incredible. You know, it's two and something. I, I'm not that good at the phone. I, we did this thing, Jess and I, the other day, where there's this thing on your iPhone. You can go to like uh, settings and then battery, and then you go the last seven days, and it shows, and then you can hit time and it shows all mm. the apps you've got open wow. how many hours you spent on facebook oh, that's how many it's fucking scary <laughs> <laughs> and, and i knew that i'd had a, a bit of a lazy sunday where i think like i would have just been refreshing my feed just what's new what like, yeah i did that like, today like, just like for there. nothing they had a board like, so and i'm but i'm doing well while i'm doing that i'm doing well, i've got the tv on i've got my mm. family around too like probably yeah. wanted me to do stuff you know, but I'm <laughs> fathering. <laughs> Johnny, can you be a dad and, now, please? <laughs> and we did it, and it goes, it goes everything from how many hours of everything you use, like how many hours I was on Facebook. I was on in the last seven days. Hit me. At that time, I was on for 10 hours. <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's a lot wow. of time, and yeah, I work. And I work yeah. nearly. Yeah, that's probably a lot less compared to other people. That's but, probably, yeah, and my, hmm. my work week that week, I would have done 60, 70 hours. So I don't have a lot of free time wow. out of that mm. when I'm on and I'm on when I'm at work I don't go on social media I don't have the time to so I'm spending a lot of my downtime yeah. which isn't even my downtime on on the computer <laughs> on the phone yeah like it's what time are you going to bed? Must be but, dude, I'll, I'll go to bed early too. This is, a, this is a, I can't stay up that late. Maybe your kids are ducking in there at night. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I told you they were good at my phone. I guess. You remember that extra dry ad where the guy goes to sleep and his tongue wakes up in the middle of the night? Geordie's <laughs> <laughs> hand just comes out. Yeah. Maybe we've become so used to it now that we're just asleep and sleep takes them. Could be, but I think I've, you know how something becomes like just a, a habit. I feel. Mm, yeah. I reckon yes. my habit is when I'm doing nothing is to have do something, which is pick my phone up and just go click refresh the news feed Dude, on Facebook I, I and probably not thing. even friggin' read it. I, I do the reckon. same thing. Like when I'm at work, I'll be I'll do some get in there, get some emails done. You got to send some stuff off. You're on there doing spreadsheets, blah blah blah. Business jargon, yada yada yada. <laughs> <laughs> Spreadsheets, <laughs> business jargon, faxing. <laughs> I was like, shit, it's synergy. Stuff over there. <laughs> but literally, like, you, I'll, I'll go da 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 da, email, and then I'll just have a little, hey, what's happening in there? And you think, fuck, put it down. Mm. I mean, that's why I love camping so much when I go out 
west you as soon as you get out there and it's just like phone off in the car yeah. don't look at it for, for three days you know it's the best i'd love to try that to have a phone digital f- cleanse a, a mm. technology free holiday yeah because mm. i think there's, pub, there's places that do that don't they? Do you still listen to music but I haven't been at these places yet, so I don't know. They're, I didn't read, haven't read the fine print. Plus, I'm probably not going to go into it, so I'm not going to do as much because I need to get on Facebook for ten hours. A week. <laughs> but uh, I just think you can go to these, these places that specialise in giving you that tech, like as a tech cleanse. Yeah, it's yeah. funny, right? We've got all these new businesses now. Tech cleanse. You just have to put your phone away. I know. Yeah, that's your, your, anything can street. be commodified because that's yeah. what it is. It's your computer. Mm. That's your. Yeah. That's everything right mm. in yeah. your frigging hands. Like, mm. I like how you, you mentioned that, but you, what you're doing, you're like you self, you're critiquing yourself, and you think you imagine that ten hours. If you could reinvest that ten hours of your week, what would you do with it? Oh, dude, mm. even if it was nothing, even if I, for example. Uh, for that 10 hours, I sort of did a bit of cleaning around the house or maybe unstuck the dishwasher mm. sort of one more time a week than Jess had. Like, I could be doing heaps of, mm. heaps of, not even sort of stuff that's making a change or doing anything great to the world. Beneficial. But it's, it's, but it's beneficial of life, like mm. life stuff. Mm. But I don't know. Even just a couple of minutes of doing nothing. Yeah. Well, that's it. You're doing mm. nothing, mm. and I know this is when this is one of your big things, and we've talked about it a lot. But I don't think there is a space, and because I reflected after mm. that last podcast, I don't think I've got a space in my life where I do nothing, <laughs> except mm. for in the shower. But I'm probably I'm having a shower, and <laughs> but but that's mm. where I'm, I'm masturbating. But what is? What is doing nothing? Like this, you know? Yeah. You're just there. You're just, you know, like you did. You went for a run and you sat on the bench and you you weren't on your phone. You weren't, you know, thinking about a hundred different things you're going to do. You just, yeah. you, just you know, you do you give do yourself that a bit of space. Just I try to do it. it. Try to do it every day. Surf. You surf. Mm. Can yeah. you share some of your tools un- unless we've got to wait for it or? Um, well, for me, so I had the same issue, right? I was exactly the same. Like when I first went to the monastery, that was the first time I ever had space without a phone and TV and computer. And for the first couple of days, I kept on tapping my leg like there was my phone it was like awkward not carrying a wallet phone keys and you know i think that just the more you do it like the more you make it a habit we're talking about habits so next time you reach for your phone say hey now this time i'm not going to reach for it Mm. because that just becomes you know that's a training right we're talking about skills Mm. for every time you reach for a phone you're just developing the skill and the habit of reaching for your phone again and again so instead do the opposite so that you develop a habit of 10 times not reaching for it just do little simple stuff like that Mm. all of a sudden you you haven't done it 10 times and that's 20 minutes more of a day where you just, you know, maybe just sit with a cup of tea or... But if I did that, my friends would bag me out even more because I'm really shit at replying to messages <laughs> <laughs> and phone calls. <laughs> I like how you're talking about happy companies, but even with regards to that, like families have teenagers, like happy families, like hmm. what what is that? How do you define that today? <clears throat> you know, like what what is it? I know, what does that look like? Because, you know, there's so many distractions... But you, we talk, we we touched on it a bit at the start about relationships and being together, and you know, but you know, mum and dad are working, both working long hours. Um, you know, everyone's looking for that quick fix of yeah. what's the word like gratification. Like you know. when I grew up, and probably before my time as well, like all the kids were like, what were they turnkey kids or whatever they were called? Like you go to school, come home, mum and dad were at work. You'd sort of you'd 
go home and you'd turn Skip. the key. Latch, latch kids. So you'd come home that, and, yeah. and no yeah. one would be home and you'd say so go out and then play in the neighbourhood, then come home yeah. and they'd come home after dinner or whatever it was mm. and it was just like you, you grew yourself, you grew up yourself. It wasn't like you had your parents present all the time. Yeah. Mm. It's a funny one, right? Like I've, I, I think about this a lot about the families and how we've evolved in because I spent some time in Cuba last year and it's a totally opposite to what's like the typical family set up these days here in the modern yeah. western world right they live with their grandparents their uncles their aunties there might be six cousins living in the same place and you know they have dinner together every night and they they all cook together so there might be an auntie chopping an uncle and the mm. kids are there running around and they sit and eat together for two hours the food's not very good but they sit there and they enjoy it they listen to music it happens every single night it's not like they're doing it for christmas it's just part of life it's a and crazy they, place they don't right? have much money and they're super happy and super content and I don't know, maybe that's why we see such damning statistics around mental health because we've got this rampant individualism, you know? Mm. Yeah, mm. I agree. We I, I went to Cuba a few years ago and I found like a lot of the people were just so happy. Yeah, and wasn't just, it just... And so happy yeah. to see um, other people in their country and enjoying their country and stuff. Like we had, we were walking down the street and um, just on the, the Malacon in Havana and um, we, we walked past this guy and... Well, mate, do you know where we can get a, a good Cuban cigar? And he was, we were, uh, his son was there at the time and he could speak English. And he was he was like, oh, they want to know where to get Cubans. And he said, ah, oh, five, five minutes, five minutes. So he ran home. I don't know how, you know, it wouldn't have been mm. too far. Ran home, came back, had like 10 Cuban cigars. He was like, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> he used to work at the um, Romeo and Juliet uh Cuban cigar Rolling company. Person. Yeah, yeah. So he used nice. to hand roll these cigars. So he came back and he's, oh, yeah, here you go, here you go. And I thought, man, that was like just a nice gesture for someone to do that. Didn't know us. We were just tourists walking in the area. And um, yeah, he was just out for a stroll with his son and um, just so happy just to, to see other people and converse and or tried to in, in you know, Spanish, broken Spanish. And, mm. But um, yeah, it was, I thought it was pretty cool, you know. Yeah, that, yeah, that. But yeah, that made me, you know, real think about the, you know, what we do over here and you know, why yeah, they seem well, to be so happy and yeah. content. And but if that yeah. was over here, like I don't think people over here would be that way inclined to run back to well, their house t- and yeah, well, grab too fast paced life though yeah, over here. Is yeah. that oh, what's the difference? I think it's what it is. Everything's so fast paced. Everyone wants that. And now. I find those and I find mm. those countries that are like that. Everything's right there for you like you don't travel for travel very far for work a lot of the time so you've got more of your time for you for your family like there's not the massive pressures of uh i guess uh it's not a i guess commercialized economical sort of capitalism capitalism yeah well Mm. it's obviously communism Mm. over there or something but it's that sort of it's they're not those pressures that probably but then relaxed. it's grass is always greener. I'm sure they go and I wish I had this and then I had the opportunity to be able to go on this cruise ship and do this and, you know, go and work at Wall yeah. Street and be the be the banker on the trade floor that I see it saw in, you know, is it a movie. Is, is it a case of like people only know what they know, right? They like mm-hmm. they've learned to enjoy Agreed. the simple things in life because that's all they've ever known or That's all like yeah. see, you try you try to get a siesta. You know, into any westernized world, like, <laughs> but you try to take it. You can year. come work for the happiness. Come with siestas every day. Oh, oh really? The culture. It's just, oh, boy. what a sign. See, for you, you try to take a siesta away from the happiness company or Spain. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's an interesting. Like, is it a cultural thing? Like in in Cuba, like yeah, I I agree with what you're saying, uh, Jody. Like, um, 
instead of like we're here so fast paced mm. I've got my next like I've already said it myself we want to do this and we want to yeah. achieve this and this mm. is why we're sacrificing this because we're going to get to the next place and, mm. and but when we get there we're not going to do this anymore bullshit we're going to find something else there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, true is it important to have goals mm. though yeah shit I, Keep, I think keeps so. you going keeps you keeps something to look forward to um I don't know. I'm not too sure. I think it is, it is important, but I think goals can can be very overrated too. Do if it puts you too far into the future too much, yeah. too often, then yeah. Do but if it allows you to live more fully in the moment, and mm. yeah, definitely good. But it can probably derail you as well. If say if you've got a goal there and you sort of you're either going to be on that track, so you're not doing anything that's you know you can't take a sort of side sort of road to go and do something else if that's what you're solely focused yeah. on. Yeah. As well, if you're not achieving that goal, like you're going to be depressed, eh, as mm. well? Like if you, I, I think you can't be too rigid on goals because life changes every moment. It's very you know? fluid. Yeah. It's fickle and, yeah, and that, that's, a, that's a good point because um, in a lot of the, the books when I was going through my self-help phase where <laughs> every airport book was a, a... But a lot of the things was um, it, they seem to be, you know, write your goal down, have it there, you know, wake up with your goal and, and you know, put your, your steps into place to achieve that goal. But as you said, like life changes so quickly mm. and especially like what you were talking about Geordie like everything's so fast paced and um, it's so dynamic and your goal could be so easy to or, or you know seem so close and so easy to accomplish you just got to fix you know put the steps mm. in place and complete those steps mm. and then all of a sudden it's like bang yeah. goal change and then mm. what does that make you like does that make you a, a quitter you yeah. know do you then mm. you then see yourself as a quitter because you're like well fuck I couldn't Completely my goal. I couldn't achieve. Yeah. The way you interpret it as well for yourself. Yeah. Because yeah, you you think of why why is these self help books about goals? Like the self help books about everything, but you know, know you're saying like it's very popular about having people creating goals because they're almost like the priests of the capitalist church or like you know what I mean. The wizards say this is the way to get there faster. Mm. Mm. Ah, (laughs) throw down the smoke bomb. But um, yeah. But when you talk about goals, I think it's important. I think it's good to have goals, but because when you're heading towards it, you know, we, we spoke about it before. You know, you're talking about the long-term goals, but you've got to break it up to have these little short Short ones. times in, yeah, in between. Otherwise, the long-term goals are sort of not... A, they, they seem not unachievable, but if you've got those little short ones in between, you get little wins, mm, keep you motivated it. probably, keep you happy. Plus, yeah. it's not like just this big end or end of game sort of goal. You have little yeah. ones chipping away uh, that could be completely different from the... From the long-term goal as well. So, is it if, if it's a goal that aligns with who you are, um, and does it involve like relationships? Does it involve like shit being happy? Can you, you know? I think if it if it doesn't take away from what you're doing right now, you know, yeah. if it adds value to what you're doing now, then it's great. Mm. But True. if at the moment it starts taking yeah. away from the relationships and away from your health and your happiness, physically, mentally, emotionally, then you got to start thinking: oh, Is this good for me? Because is it worth it? At the end of the day, we're you also got to have in the back of your mind that you, we're all going to die too, you know? So, yeah, yeah, no point having goals much, 50 yeah. years down the track and then being so rigid and missing out on, on these, missing out on yeah. these beautiful things of your family and friends and all these other great adventures. That's, all, that's, that's my what a big takeaway from probably a couple of years ago. Like, well, it's, it's not sort of not having sort of goals or anything, but it was more just enjoy now like whatever it is and, and it could be something like uh, sort of as trivial as like going out for dinner do you enjoy that dinner for that dinner what it is now not going oh I just want to get home because mm. you know tomorrow I'm gonna I've got a better dinner with better people 
ne- you know next weekend yeah. that I want to sort of save my you know don't yeah. want to drink as much wine this weekend or whatever. Just I, yeah, just, again, it's the habits, right? Because we're always like waiting for the next best thing, and then when you get to that, the next yeah. best thing, and then if you just do that all the time, you. You're just doing well, you're it never all the enjoying. Yeah. You're never really enjoying yourself. You're always mm. looking for the next best thing. Aren't yeah. you? Like it's- what are, What are your hobbies, Ev? That you sort of do outside of? Not you surf. You still uh, surf. Yeah, and surf stuff? and do a lot of stand up paddleboarding, a lot of swimming, um, yoga, reading, mm. writing, a lot of simple things. I love just. Writing, reading, big Bikram yoga. Do that hot yoga. Have you done that? It's, it feels like, like we're doing it. Doing some Bikram yoga. Yeah, there's some, some friggin' human home. heat. No, I'm not a big fan of that. It's tough. It's tough. Too hot. Too have, hot you, have you done it? You yeah, yeah, it yeah. Crack? Mm. I was. Yeah, I've, have you done it, Jordan? No, nah, no. Nah, but I drove past the studio today, and I because I want to get into yoga, but I don't yeah. know that. I don't know that starting point for yoga. Do you go to zoo at the? Yeah, I could go to that gym as well. It's not too bad. I I went there the other couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. That's the beauty of it, right? The starting points in anything. You just go, and if it doesn't work, you just go to someone else. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Mm. I don't like change. Is why I can't do that gym, Dave. (laughs) Because I've got my own gym, and unless they introduce yoga, so I have to go to a, a yoga studio that's just for yoga. I can't go to a gym. Because it's not my gym. <laughs> yeah, he, he, beneath Jody is a complex human. Like for example, that Mike, he always needs to. <laughs> I've got, I've with change. I've I've probably told this story, but little thing. I, I don't think it's a o, OCD because I'm messy as fuck. So I probably can't have that. But like, I've there's this seat at Mum and Dad's place that I've sat at. For dinner, whole, for the dinner, my whole life, but I'll even still sit there today. And if people go and sit, like say my brothers bring a girlfriend up and they sit in that <laughs> seat, like people in the, I don't even have to say shit because people in my family go, I just, you know, you're gonna have yeah. to move because he won't won't roll. be able to eat. <laughs> and there's a there's a fork at my mom and dad's place as well that feels different to the other forks and it's sort of like this rogue fork if I get it I can't use it like, like, and that's what I stab people with when <laughs> I sit in my chair there's little, little changes if Jess moves a friggin lounge around I fucking don't like that but in two days time well, that's friggin awesome because that's that just is what it is now yeah, but yeah. isn't well, it funny like the patterns like you know you t- oh, centenarians Centen- centenarians. Centenarians. centenarians centenarians like the patterns that they right. had. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, it's right now. We've coined that term. <laughs> but, like, I wanted the patterns that they all have in order to live beyond 100. And and the other guy who made that, you know, the extreme dude who, who had the uh, clothing company. What's his name, Dave? Yvonne. Yvonne, Yvonne Chouinard. Yeah. Like, what are the patterns of that guy to, to develop this kind of, I don't know, almost like a, I don't know. External, almost our truth, not not driven by the the big dollar, driven by you know providing, I don't know, like w- w- providing this work experience, I guess, in mm. that context. Like, I wonder what the patterns are that make these people these people. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> uh, unpack, unpack that idea a bit. I unpack think that idea. this is my view, and mm-hmm. I've thought about it. Why it's the first step, I think, Yvonne and and all these people who do things, it all starts in exploration, like getting out and trying new things and exploring. You can't really mm. create these ideas and have these thoughts if you're not out there experiencing and going to a different place like Cuba and having these sort of different perspectives that then plant seeds to get him to look at different things differently. I'm sure he didn't just, you know, mm-hmm. sit in this sort of one just little go, shell. Yeah, just right? come up mm-hmm. with an idea yeah. and go, this is what I want to do, and then put he kind of... Probably just well, did, he was doing it himself with, him, yeah. with Vaughn. He, was, he came up with a need, didn't he? He was a rock climber, and then he wanted uh, something mm. that was yeah, environmentally was, yeah, friendly. Yeah, and that's the so thing. He was born out of passion, Born out right? of a passion yeah. that yeah. he has. So mm. maybe that's... 
to, to monetize, which he ended up doing in the end, his passion. Obviously, that's when you can monetize your passion. Your mm. passion. I think uh, the flexibility you have within that is a lot easier. Yeah, than I think you, that's true. Yeah, because it's less of a driving. That's the driving. That's not the, the, driving, that's not the driving. Correct. Yeah. That's not the driving mm. point. It's just it's yeah. there to help help you do what you want to do. Yeah, I think that's what when Dave said about what would be success for me in SF. I think. You know, mm-hmm. you just I'm doing it anyway. So if it yeah. fails, I've enjoyed doing you're it. Doing, so yeah. yeah, I don't really. Well, that's a good way to look yeah. at it. Then, like, if you're mm. not, if you're not, uh, if you're not looking for the the dollars, then you're going over there with a completely unmotivated. Mm. You're just motivated by what you're doing, basically. Yeah. You know, and I think we've come to the the secret to what we're talking about being too far in the future, right? If you got something you're enjoying and passionate and meaningful. You don't have to be down the track because you've got it. I've got enough there, there keeping you going yeah, now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I also like what you said about ex, um, you thinking about the, like it's exploring, you know, because you said you only know what you know, mm. and if you don't explore, you will only always yeah. operate within those realms. Yeah, those realms. Yeah, expand. Yeah, friggin' eight. I I agree with that stuff. So I mean, I want I want to talk on just quickly. There's you doing that walk thing tomorrow, the walking mm. meditate yeah. walk thing. Oh, let's introduce probably the walking meditation at. Uh, Sort of Bondo Beach. Bondo Beach. Yeah, Bondo can Beach, anyone yeah. come and do that? Yeah, anyone comes. That- anyone comes. I get a eclectic mix of people. Last week, or last month, I had a ninety-two-year-old, and she was super cool. How how are you touch? How are you connecting with those people? Like the, how are they finding out about this? Is it, is it just uh, all through social media? Social and stuff, media, I guess? and then a lot of word of mouth. Like because it's in Bondo, there's yeah, a bit of a yeah, hub yeah. there, and people just walk down and then bump into it and. So how so they so you you go down there early or well, early morning or mid morning or whatever it is, and it's the meditation is. Do you run run that sort of? I do, I do do a talk and tell them why. You know, I think it's very much similar to what we're talking yeah. now. How walk and meditation allows us to, you know, find a little bit of something in the moment now instead of thinking about what's down the track. Because when we're walking, we've got all these years of habits, so mm-hmm. we're thinking about where we're going next, what we're doing, what we're eating for dinner, yeah. what we're doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if you can just cultivate a little bit of presence while you're walking, which we do every day to the bus or to the train or to well, work, feeling the sea in between yeah, your toes yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah, like, stuff like that, listen to the, the birds waves. or the waves or feeling your feet on the ground or the wind on your face. It sort of, you know, calms you down. It's you know, instead of having all this stress and these thoughts all the time, it overwhelms you. If you you never get a give yourself a break then yeah you know you're always overwhelmed this is a very simple tool that you use every day to give yourself a bit of quiet you know and you just do this you just organize it hey anyone come down just yeah well when i, I did it in france no membership for anything yeah and for me down. it was like very very that, difficult for me but also i found it very rewarding and when i came back i saw like a very lack lack of community you know there wasn't like a lot of people doing things and i just wanted yeah. to build something just to get people down and you know meet some new people and also learn a tool that you know, people can get great benefit and hopefully, you know, refresh their So do you just you walk up one, the length of the beach? How long does yeah, the like, meditation go for? Well, I'll do a little talk and talk about why and yeah, how it's important. And then we just um, walk up the beach. Um, and for a lot of people, it's very strange, right? And a lot mm. of people look at you and go, what are these people doing, just right? Just and then and walking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt exactly the same because only a couple of years I was like, look at these weirdos. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, and then you do a little sitting meditation at the end, and then normally we get together, go to the market, support the local markets, have a coffee, hang out. And every time I've done it, I've met a whole range of different people. Do you meditate every day, Ev? Um, I try to, yeah. yeah. Just small amounts, yeah. I don't have to. I don't do like a formal practice of like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, an hour. Sometimes it's just a few minutes in the morning. And is it just breathing techniques and stuff like that? Is that what sort of? To, yeah, sometimes I, I, I could do a body scan like. This afternoon mm. I was pretty tired and instead of having a nap, I just did a body scan. So I laid down for 28 minutes and just, you know, worked up the attention through my body, through my toes and I woke up super refreshed. 
So I'll, unpack that again. What is so you're laying down? You say scan. Is it like you you consciously? Yeah, well, going, everyone can jump feet. on the happiness compass dot life and sit and yeah. practice some guided meditations. Runs you through a body scan. There's also oh, nice. seven days of seven minute meditation. So super cool. simple. Seven minutes on different things like kindness and gratitude, and it's a very easy way to sort of develop your practice in a in a fun way. All through happinesscompass.com. The happinesscompass.life. Dot life. Dot life. We'll put the link up yeah, too nice. on the yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, body scan. You just feel your tension and you know you know how you feel for your body, for your toes and just generally work your way up. I read this meditation the other day. It's this guy that he goes in he have you might know him or Dave someone might know his actual name. He he did I think he hiked Everest wearing like shorts and stuff. Um, Jesus, and he keen. does these extreme, um, like, uh, like goes into the cold oceans mm. down there. But he does this uh, meditation, which is, I guess, it's it's a warm and it warms your body up. It's like a seven or fifteen yeah, minute. And I think, about. I think who who uh, explained this to me as well was uh, James Tahuna that was on uh, oh, last yes. week. Yeah, he was right. talking about it off, not on the podcast, off off air. But he was saying it's like this. Uh, I guess it's like hyperventilation nearly, sort of, but it's a meditation version and it sort of gives you this, uh, produces this, uh, I guess, um, like a heat, like a, so your body temperature so rises, raises your, raises your, your heart rate. Yeah, I guess so, but it's, but you also come out of it. So it's doing the opposite probably than a body scan, for example, in raising your body temperature and you're, you're thermally up right up there in your heart rate, but you come out of it super sort of relaxed. And this is James was telling me, he said it was sort of, he found as, a fighter, he couldn't. He wanted to meditate, but he couldn't find like he, he couldn't. He couldn't get into the sort of zone to, mm. to sort of meditate. And he found that one sort of worked, I guess, for sort of I guess him as a person. And coming out of that, it was pretty freaking cool. That's I've, what, yeah. I've tried meditation a few times, and I can't. I can't seem to get like I've done. Well, I've done yoga a few times, like a handful of times, and um, done some other meditation exercises. Um, there's a couple of podcasts you can listen to and things like that, but I just, uh, I can't seem to get out of my own head. Um, so as soon as like, even in like a quiet room, um, for example, here, like in the studio, I would then like, I'd try to concentrate on my breathing and then I'd just listen to every other noise that's around me. Have you done and a I float just, tank? Nah, I'm super keen to try, but super keen well that's a good that's what basically a lot of people get lost in this idea what meditation is this lofty thing but it's just that it's an awareness of what's happening in your body and outside of it so yeah right so i was doing it okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) you got a pass mark (laughs) when uh, when uh, my wife was pregnant we did this uh course called calm birth and it was um it was something similar and where um when a when a woman goes through contractions and it was and it was like providing breathing techniques during during that time and I think a big part of it as well was um, it was a way of breathing through like, um, you know, contractions, but the whole way you do it and what you visualize is a way to kind of shift your, your thoughts from from the pain that, you know, mm. you're going through. And then there was a resting, breathing kind of, um, <laughs> and speaking of uh, what happens after that, we've got a little one at the door. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting, like, um, I don't know how this, that idea of mindfulness and meditation kind of permeates everything. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's just yeah, like it's an awareness, right? Like that's just being aware of where the pain is, what you, how your body feels, and why it feels that way. And the more you become aware of it, mm. the more you realize, oh, hang, something doesn't feel right today, and you make a change, mm. rather than just going through every day not having a clue what's happening. What else is <laughs> what else is big, dude, on the horizon other than going to San Fran? Obviously, uh, with the with the Happiness Compass, is there some big well, moves? Well, with this workbook, the Happiness Initiative, um, 
we want to because I obviously want to spread happiness to mm. as many people as possible. So if every book we sell, we're going to give one to a sixteen-year-old kid anywhere in the world because that's a great age for them yeah, to learn yeah. the tools to be that's happy. Awesome. Yeah. So hopefully, if we sell ten thousand, there'll be ten thousand sixteen-year-olds in all corners and of the how, globe. How's, how's that? How's that initiative sort of work? Like, how does? Do, how do you get a book to a sixteen-year-old kid? How does it? That, that's for someone else to work that out. Um, that's cool. Yeah, whether we go through like a school, if we yeah, find yeah. a school in South Africa and we go give a hundred books, books to them, or hundred books to schools, community so groups, different organisations. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, I love what you're doing. You're doing. You're doing yeah. some good things. You're making some positive contributions Changes, to people's yeah. lives, man. Dude, enjoy. Uh, enjoy the states, bro. Like, let's, I don't know when you're going to be back, but I'm not too sure. Maybe we can do a um, overseas podcast. Do it by Skype. Do it by Skype. Dave Smith, what have you got cracking, mate? Nothing much. I'm just uh, working on my stuff. Um, well, are you doing a bit of writing? A speech you're writing at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, doing a bit of a best man speech um, at the moment for my uh, my good mate Youngin. Hey, shout, shout out, out to Youngin. Shout out youngin. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got the the wedding coming up in two weeks. At, um, Barrel, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm going. Well, I'm going to watch my oldest daughter do little athletics in about however much uh, time left after this. Is she going to win all the races? Otherwise, she doesn't get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a little little carrot we dangle <laughs> for her. And the carrots are metaphorical because yeah. uh, there's not really a carrot if she loses. Take it to Cuba. <laughs> <all> right. <laughs> Wow, all right, dudes, we're out. Dudes, thanks for coming in. Ev, I'm Thank you, We're going to follow that. Uh, Thehappinesscompass.life. Dave Smith's wedding speech.org. Um, we'll do a wrap-up live from the wedding. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, dudes, we'll, uh, we'll chat to you next week with episode 26. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.